Okay, here we go. Strange case of Donald Trump. Trump appears to be pro-life and against sex trafficking. He has many religious groups and conservatives on his side, but there is evidence that he is part of the swamp he said he wanted to drain. Trump's connection with the Rothschilds. All right. Getting Donald out of debt. The 25-year-old ties that bind Trump and Wilbur Ross. Okay. This article is more than three years old. All right. Forbes staff. Author Chase Peterson Withorn. America's first billionaire president is riding into the White House with populist support. And he's bringing some billionaire friends with him. One of them is distressed asset investor Wilbur Ross, who is Trump's pick for Commerce Secretary. The two have a history that spanned more than 25 years. Trump made a bold bet on Atlantic City when he opened a third casino there, the Colossal Taj Mahal. In April 1990, even riskier, he financed the project with $675 million in junk bonds at a 14% interest rate. Within months, Trump was struggling to make the massive bond payments as Atlantic City floundered. In stepped Ross, then head of Rothschild's Incorporated Bankruptcy Advising Team, to represent bondholders who were pondering forcing the casino into involuntary bankruptcy and ousting Trump. Ross reportedly saw crowds pressed against Trump's limo windows to get a peek at the mogul and realized the value of Trump's celebrity. He struck a prepackaged bankruptcy deal. Trump would give up 50% of his stake in the Taj, but would receive better debt terms and would remain in control. The Don was back in business. He ultimately made similar deals for his other troubled properties and climbed out of debt and back onto Forbes 400. Ross went into private equity in 2000, forming W.L. Ross & Co. He still runs it, but he sold it to investment firm Invesco in 2006 for some $375 million. In 2013, Invesco partnered with Trump's son-in-law, Jared Krushner, and others to buy five industrial properties from Jehovah Witnesses in Brooklyn for $240 million. Nearly all of Trump's million, Trump's wealth is tied into real estate, but he has also owned stocks, one holding, according to May 2016 filing, $250,000 to $500,000 worth of Invesco European Growth Fund Class Y shares. Trump claims to have sold his stock holdings in June, though he has not provided evidence to support the claim. Trump and Ross are also neighbors in both Florida and New York. Okay. Not only is Ross 6,000 square foot home just up the road from Trump's 126 room Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, but the two also share a 57th Street address in Manhattan. Ross's penthouse is just two blocks from the president's elect Trump Tower triplex. For those seeking influence in Washington, the president's cabinet is the highest echelon. While concerns about potential con potential conflicts of interest mount, one person who will be who will have the commander in chief's ear is his billionaire pal Ross. Will Trump and Ross' latest deal be good for America's balance sheets or their own? In May, I was very happy to hear that Trump administration was terminating U.S. funding of the WHO. 
Then I read this article by Derek Braws, which reveals that the U.S. is increased funding to Gavi, the Global Alliance for Vaccination and Immunization. Here's the next article. Vaccine bait and switch. As, billion, as millions pulled from who? Trump gives billions to Gates-founded Gavi. All right. This is from author Derek Bronze, July 7th, 2020. Originals, originally published at the last American Vagabond excerpts. In mid-May, U.S. President Donald Trump announced that the U.S. would be ending their financial support for the World Health Organization, the WHO, and COVID-19 relief. The move was lambasted in the mainstream press as an out-of-touch politician pulling funding from a vital global health organization during the middle of a pandemic. To Trump supporters, the decision was met with typical cheering and celebrating as another Trump victory against the globalists. To understand what is actually going on, we need to examine Donald Trump's actions, not his tweets or media statements. Let us start by looking at the funding provided by the U.S. government to the WHO in previous years. The latest numbers from fiscal year 2018 numbers are not available for 2019 to 2020 show an estimated 281.6 million to the WHO from the U.S. The records indicate that after the U.S. government, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, are the second and third top financiers of the WHO. The U.S. defending the WHO actually tightens the technocrats' already firm grip on the original global institution. This means when Donald Trump stated the U.S. will no longer fund the WHO, the Gates Foundation, and Gavi stepped in into the top financial role. Additionally, Gavi was founded by the by and largely funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2000. Either way, Bill Gates is the top donor and will continue to expand his influence and dominance of global health policy as reported in part two of my bill gates investigation in 20 in 2010 the bill and melinda gates foundation launched the decades of vac the decade of vaccines and called for a global vaccine action plan since that time they have only grown their network and influence on who Gavi and other organizations in order to shape public health policy in a way that reaps profits for the Gates themselves. While Trump's supporters viewed the U.S. withdrawal from WHO financing as a win for nationalism or a black eye to globalists, the truth is a bit more nuanced. In early June, the Trump administration declared support for Gavi to the tune of $1.16 billion USD donation. Trump's support for Gavi came via the first ever virtual global vaccine summit. At this summit, Gavi surpassed the goal of 7.4 billion instead of raising 8.8 billion USD and securing commitments from most major nations around the world. Gavi even received a $5 million donation from the Rockefeller Foundation. Gavi started that funding that the funding will stated that the funding will go to the routine immunization programs and will also help the public private partnership play a major role in the rollout of a future COVID-19 vaccine. Donald Trump, Gavi and Bill Gates. Trump's support for Gavi was echoed on Twitter account for the United States Agency for International Development, USAID. USAID echoes at Ron, the real Donald Trump's world, world's words and 
is proud to be partnered with Gavi by committing $1.16 billion to protect people through vaccines because vaccines work. The tweet reads, it should be noted that USAID has also been accused of creating fake social media networks in an attempt to form to foment unrest in foreign nations. Once again, this puts Bill Gates and his organizations at the top of the global health pyramid. So what did Gates have to say about the success of the Global Vaccine Summit? Since its inception, Gavi has helped vaccinate more than three quarters of a billion children. And now it's stepping up and saying it's willing to deliver a COVID-19 vaccine as soon as one is available to end the pandemic as soon as possible, he said at the summit. We must also renew our commitment to delivering every single life-saving vaccine there is to say to every child on earth. Yeah, life-saving. That's a joke. Bill Gates' father funded Planned Parenthood and taught his son to spread the gospel of eugenics. You know, eugenics, the same thing that Adolf Hitler believed in, the same thing that, you know, uh, Margaret Sanger believed in. Yeah. <clears throat> Either way, Gates wins. Taken together, the May payment of $775 million, the early June announcement of $1.16 billion, and the late June gift of $545 million, these taxpayer-funded investments will provide abundant resources for Gavi. Subsequently, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, these funds easily outweigh the paltry $281.6 million the U.S. was giving to the hoop. It is important to understand that the WHO is part of the United Nations, which itself is an intergovernmental organization that is attempting to replace nation states as we know them today in favor of global governance schemes. Gavi is a public partnership program where government bodies and private organizations partner up to provide some sort of public service. Neither of these organizations has been selected by the free people of the nations in which they operate. Despite this fact, the Trump administration is continuing to give billions to Gavi and in doing so, furthering Bill Gates' goal to vaccinate 7 billion people. Trump may have pulled funds from the WHO, but that decision allows Gates to take full control of WHO policy and continue to use U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund vaccine projects, including a rushed vaccine for COVID-19. This was likely the plan the whole time. This is why the Trump administration appointed a big farmer lackey to head Operation Warp Speed, Trump's plan to fast track the development of vaccines for COVID-19. In May, Trump appointed Monsef Salou, a former executive with vaccine manufacturer GlaxoSmithKline, to serve in a volunteer position assisted by Army General Gustav Perna, the commander of the United States Army Material Command, According to the Trump administration, Operation Warp Speed program is focusing on four vaccines with the hopes of testing and producing 100 million doses by October 2020, 200 million by December, and 300 million doses by January. Salou has said he believes the goal of vaccines by January 2021 is a credible goal. Once again, Gates' fingerprints are all over the situation. Salou himself has a long history with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, sitting on the boards of companies that are connected to the organization. 
it appears that despite the public pronouncements of divestments from the WHO or tweets about standing up to the globalists, the Trump administration continues to push the agenda to vaccinate every person on the planet. Okay. Wow. Yep. So we're seeing that Trump is not a good guy after all. Okay. And I've said it before. Republican, Democrat, they're on the same party, the party of Satan. All right. Then there's this article by Dr. Joseph McCullough that exposes that Operation Warp Speed, which Trump supports, is almost entirely funded and operated by the CIA and Department of Defense. Okay. Okay, many of the same surveillance initiatives proposed after 9-11 have been resurrected with updated technology under the guise of combating COVID-19. Operation Warp Speed, the White House administration's effort to produce a fast-track COVID-19 vaccine and other therapeutics is almost entirely funded and operated by the CIA and the U.S. military. Operation Warp Speed is supporting the creation of several COVID-19 vaccines, all of which will be deployed but to different critical populations. Operation Warp Speed is shrouded in secrecy that makes it difficult to ascertain the, the true agenda. But part of the plan is to monitor vaccine recipients for 24 months after the first dose using biosensors that record and share biological data. Like 9-11, the COVID-19 pandemic is being used as justification for the implement of a more tyrannical controls. It appears they're laying down the infrastructure for a totalitarian control system set to be fully deployed later. In this interview, investigative, investigative journalist Whitney Webb, who does both independent work and collaborations with The Last American Vagabond, discusses the little known details of Operation Warp Speed, a joint operation between U.S. Health and Health and Human Services, HHS, and the Department of Defense to produce a fast-tracked COVID-19 vaccine and other therapeutics. As you may have noticed by now, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and a host of other platforms are censoring information relating to COVID-19 in general and vaccine information in particular. Many commentators who touched on these issues have been deplatformed altogether, so information on these crucial topics are getting harder to come by. Okay, we are at a point where the line between Silicon Valley and national security state has become so blurred, you really can't distinguish where one begins and where the other ends. Whitney Webb, uh, Webb says this is is this in large part helps explain how and why big tech is getting away with such blatant censorship. And as the platforming of individuals who discuss issues, the mainstream media refuse to talk about. You can definitely make the argument that it's state censorship to a degree. She says, I think it's quite telling that a lot of companies from the very beginning of their existence had some sort of funding from the U.S. intelligence. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Operation Warp Speed. As noted by Webb, you'd expect Operation Warp Speed being a governmental program to be governed by some federal regulatory agency like the Food and Drug Administration or the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or even the HHS. But no, it is almost entirely funded by and operated by the CIA and the U.S. military, Webb explains. When Operation Warp Speed was announced, it was essentially sold 
to the public as a joint operation between HHS and the Department of Defense. So the military was involved from the beginning. But oddly enough, last month, a lot of information about warp speed started to come to light. At, um, one was the organization chart of its leadership, which showed that by and large, the entire operation is dominated by the military. There were very few civilian health officials, and most of those civilian health officials are involved in the therapeutic side of warp speed, which, as we know now, is the most drastically underfunded part of the initiative. It was initially given a $10 billion budget, and they already spent $10 billion on the vaccine. Only $450 million have been given through warp speed to a therapeutics project, which, of course, we now know is Regeneron, which is which is allegedly what Trump received when he was at Walter Reed. What I'm saying is that the most, the vast majority of the money and time and energy has gone to a vaccine specifically, not really the therapeutics. And so if you looked at the organizational chart, the people that aren't directly deployed by the Department of Justice or the military intelligence were essentially put in the therapeutics part which was drastically underfunded. It focused largely on the vaccine. What's also interesting is we know that Operation War Speed currently has about six vaccine candidates. And we, know, and we now know that they plan to use them all and that they plan to allocate a specific vaccine to the Pacific populations, what they identify in their official guidance as critical populations, which they announced just a few days ago. There are a lot of things in warp speed that are concerning. One of the things I have read about recently is that Google and Oracle, two large tech companies that have longstanding ties to the CIA are going to be involved in what they describe as pharmacovigilance surveillance system, or what was more recently referred to as the head, by the head of warp speed as an incredibly precise tracking system, whereby everyone who receives one of these vaccines will be tracked and surveilled, surveyed not just to make sure that they are getting a second dose, but also see what happens to people's physiology because they admit that every single one of those vaccines candidates has never been brought to the market or licensed by the government before, Webb says. Okay, so this is where I will end this, uh, this podcast. This will not be going on YouTube. This will be going on... Uh, my Spotify and um, <clears throat> and also on Rumble. This will be going on my Spotify. Uh, Radical Thought 791. And uh, Rumble. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this will be going on my Spotify. Hard Talk Radio Live in 4K. And Rumble Radical Thought 791. Okay. Later.